Hey, it's Sean Fennessy, one of the hosts of the Prestige TV podcast. HBO's Barry is back for a fourth and final season. And that means I'll be back recapping the show with co-creator and star Bill Hader to dive deep on the themes, scenes, and major moments in the series. Bill will provide insight into how every episode was made and why it's ending. New Prestige TV Barry recaps will go live every Sunday night when the episode ends. So make sure you're subscribed to the Prestige TV podcast wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. All right, at least I don't do crystal meth in the bathroom all night long. That's my opinion! He will never emotionally fulfill you. Because I don't want to be a part of this. Go to sleep! Go to sleep! Close your legs to married men, trash box. I'll tell you how I'm doing. Not well, bitch. Who gonna check me, boo? Welcome, guys, to Morally Corrupt, a show here on the Ringer Reality Feed. I'm Rachel Lindsay. She's Callie Curry, and we are back. Callie, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I woke up before my alarm went off. I was laying in bed, and I was like, why am I so giddy? Why am I so up? Normally, I'm like rolling out of bed, because we record this podcast very early in the morning on the West Coast. And so I'm like rolling out of my bed, taking my time. But I was super chipper, and I was like, it's because we're back. We're back to our regularly scheduled program. Callie, how have you been? It's been a couple of weeks. I don't know. You've made you've made a big announcement in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, I have been. Great. I announced that I was pregnant, but I have actually had the baby. Um, the baby is, <laughs> is like a month and a half old. Um, so I did not wake up chipper this morning. Um, but I will say that once I remembered that we had this podcast, I was excited. Taking the two weeks off. Was it two weeks or three weeks? Two weeks, right? Two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just so excited to talk to you, Rachel, this morning, which is probably why we spoke 20 minutes before we started rolling this podcast. I know. I know. We had to catch up. <laughs> we had to catch up. Congratulations to you, Callie. And if you were probably really listening really like intensely to our podcast, you might have heard a cry or two in the yeah. last month. You half. might have heard a baby <laughs> breastfeeding in the background. So if you were wondering what those noises were, that's what it was. She's a woman who does it all. Literally, Callie didn't take... You guys don't understand. Callie had the baby on like, a, I don't know, just like a Friday. And the next Friday, she was back at work. I we did take it. like seven days off with nothing. But <laughs> I love pod- podcasting. And with a newborn, like you're feeding them or they're sleeping 99% of the time, which means you take in a lot of content because you're sitting on the couch oh, feeding yeah. them. So it was like the perfect time to watch TV. And I was like, yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. 
<laughs> let's, let's go. We're shocked. We're <laughs> shocked. But we're so happy that you're back. There's so much happening in the Bravo world. We're going to start off with the news of the week like we do. Um, and the news of the week this week, it's like a roller coaster. We got highs and lows. So let's start with a high. Real Housewives of Miami, season six, which I don't know why I thought there were more seasons than that because they give us so much. It's moving back to Bravo, which let's be honest, it's a shame. it's a shame that it was ever streaming. It's a shame. There are other franchises that could move to streaming, but Miami deserves to be on once a week on cable TV. You can stream the next day. So happy and we'll be covering it. Miami deserves prime time. Miami deserves prime time. It absolutely does. Um, <clears throat> in other news, we'd heard this for a while that Luann and Sonia were going to be doing something. Well, now we know that they're going to do a spinoff called Welcome to Crappy Lake. It's premiering this summer, July, um, in July, and it's going to follow Sonia and Luann as the Benton Town Council invites them to spruce up their small town. This town has a population of 7,000 people. I, it's very simple. It seems like it's giving Simple Life. I don't know if you guys remember The Simple Life with Nicole Richie and Paris Hilton, which was a classic in 2002 or whenever it was that we were watching that. But like, I'm sorry, Bravo. And I'm pretty sure you're on the same page from the look on your face, Callie. <laughs> what the hell is this? I like Luann separately. I like Sonia separately. I like them together on New York. But who asked for this? I will not be watching. We will not be covering it. I will not be watching this. I have absolutely no desire. I don't understand it. I don't know why they thought this was a good idea. It's just... I don't <laughs> think ahead. I will be watching it either. Um, I never I'm even so disappointed. The, I never even watched The Simple Life, but I watched Nicole Richie's um, reality show on E, and she's like a stand-up comedian. Like she's really fucking funny, and I think that Paris Hilton also has like you know a talent that I don't know how you describe it. But Countess Luann and Sonya do not have either of those things. <laughs> so Sonya's funny. She's funny, but not in the way like she can't like I wouldn't say she's like quick-witted I would say she's funny because she's just like all over the place I don't I don't also where's Benton like I don't I just this is not for me like how did you find this town how does this concept make it through like pass the the test to be able to say this is what we want to produce I mean I thought they were going to be doing road tripping I'd rather see them dating and like trying to date dating but the fact that they're going to spruce up a town. What does that look like? What it it's giving um it's giving shit's creek. And I I really think that that is their concept and I don't like it at all. Once again, as Callie pointed out, they're not funny. Right. I was going to say shit's creek had very talented writers in the writers room writing a script. Who want like, this concerns me. This concerns me about the future of Bravo. And I will point out, Shit's Creek was fiction. Yeah. I don't want to watch this. And, and scripted. <laughs> and scripted. And scripted. <laughs> um, okay, so, you know, you guys can let us know which... Uh, somebody will watch it. It won't be us. Mm-mm. Now, unless something groundbreaking happens, like on a Scandal level, which it won't, we won't be tuning it. Um, okay, as Callie already pointed out, 
Roni will come back with the new cast, which, you know, we've in the last year, there's been quite a bit of drama surrounding that. That's going to be uh, dropping July 16th. That we will be watching. Yes, correct. We will be there. Yes. In other news, this has been making the rounds. Kim Zolciak and Croy Bierman have filed for divorce after mm-hmm. 11 years. I thought they'd been together longer. Um, this news came like a day or two after the other news broke that they had major money issues. Not as surprising. Uh, so apparently they owe $1.1 million to the IRS for unpaid taxes, interest, and penalties from the years 2013, 2017, and 2018. They owe Georgia 15000 for unpaid taxes. We already knew about their mansion. Mansion. We already knew about their mansion um, <laughs> um, entering foreclosure in mm-hmm. February. We knew that. Were you surprised when you heard about the divorce? Not really. Um, listen, I think like the top reasons for divorce, um, I think it, they're all like the stressors that are like moving, money problems, um, a new baby or kids or whatever, a new baby, whatever. Uh, a death in the family. Like, I think that's what it is. There's, I'm missing one of them, but... Infidelity. Um, oh yeah, infidelity. So they're moving because their house got foreclosed. They have money. They have money issues. Like, it's not that surprising to me. Um, I will say that in these days, um, 11 years of marriage, I don't necessarily think that's a failure. Well, yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. 11 years is a long time. Um, We don't know how many of those 11 years were good years. No, but these days people, I mean, divorce is just everywhere. I would also say, especially for people that are in like the eye, the, the public, yeah. public eye. There we go. I was mm-hmm. like, not the eye. Yeah, the public <laughs> eye. So the public eye. So yeah, I don't think, and especially from what we've seen of Kim on TV, 11 years, not a failure to me. Good for them. Good for Croy. Good for um, Croy. Yeah. It, it, uh, it, the, money, the money problems, both of us can agree, not shocking. Not shocking at all. And if you haven't seen already, Bethany Frankel had an epic rant about how Croy and Kim always seem to be living out of their means. And I think that this is a, this is a, outside of their means. I think this is a housewife's curse because there is a pressure to keep up with the Joneses. There's a pressure to show yourself getting something new and big, to have a certain house, to have, to drive a certain car, to wear certain labels. And Callie and I were looking up Croy's because I really <laughs> thought Croy did not play at all. I mean, I thought he had three years and the contracts were let each year, you know, were less than a million. I didn't think he had that long in the NFL, but apparently he played for like eight seasons. And one year he signed almost a $2 million contract with mm-hmm. half a million guaranteed in a signing bonus. So it says total cash he made while playing football is 14 million. I totally <laughs> did not realize. Croy, did not. Croy. He, saw, he, he made 4 million one year. This is shocking. That's shocking. <laughs> so maybe Good Bethany's you, rant. Boy. Yeah, Good maybe for you. Bethany's rant 
was not accurate because they were making money. Now, well, they, they were made, lavishly they made money, but athletes, as we both know, it's a crazy world where you make great money, but it's for a short period of time. You retire in your 30s if you're lucky. Yeah. A lot of people retire in their 20s, which is insane. But if you're not managing your money right, it goes quickly when you have nothing else coming in. Yeah. And let's let's hope that I mean, they didn't manage their money, right? Because of what we're seeing. Last year he played was 2015. So we're eight years out. I don't know they're, they're, if they have investments. I don't know what was going on. I mean, we know they have the show. So, you know, they were obviously making money for that. But it was 2017 and 18 that they weren't paying these taxes as well after he stopped playing. I don't know. One thing that's for sure, they were living a very lavish life. Very. House, labels, parties, surgeries, everything. It yeah. was, it's a lot. So, you know, I, I hate the, for the divorce because they have four young kids. We know that there's two adult kids from mm-hmm. Kim's uh, uh, previ- previous relationships, but he, he adopted them because they have mm-hmm. his last name. Mm-hmm. But then they have the four small kids. So, you know, like, I hope it works out. And I'm going to say something that might be a little controversial. I kind of want to see Kim back on Bravo. Not tardy controversial. The, I don't know. If, maybe it's controversial to say Atlanta. But she could be on, I want her um, on Atlanta. Ultimate Girls Trip. I, I want to see her on both. Both. Agreed. I want to see her on both. Let's test the waters. Listen, Atlanta Ultimate needs, Girls Trip. Well, I didn't watch the premiere, so you would know better than me. But from the past couple of seasons, Atlanta needs a, a Kim shot in there. <laughs> I'm for it. She needs a paycheck. Let's let's smack her back into Real House of the... Real Housewives of Atlanta, and maybe I'll start watching again. And maybe you will. Let's slap Nene back in there, too. (laughs) Oh, I am all about Nene coming. Let's bring the original crew back. Wait, we want a legacy. Portia back in there. We want a legacy for New York. Let's do a legacy Atlanta. You got a lot to work with there. Better than Crappy Lake. (laughs) Legacy Atlanta, I feel like, would be expensive. Well, Nene would be expensive. Mm-hmm. We know that. Kim would probably be expensive. Mm-hmm. I think you could get the rest on the cheap. On the cheap. Maybe, <laughs> I mean, Portia doesn't really need money right now, so maybe she'd do it for less. Just to be back, you know? It's like, let's just do a year and test the waters, and should you this happen... By the way, Candy ain't going to be cheap. Well, Candy's with is not with the legacy, okay? She's, she's with the others. I'm not putting her on legacy. She's over there. But man, Legacy Atlanta would be amazing. Um, I hope Bravo's listening. Yes, we we shall see what happens uh, with, with Kim and Croy. And of course, we'll keep you updated. Um, we have sad news. Sad news. Really sad news. Gertie from Real, Ho- Real Housewives of Miami uh, took to her Instagram to announce that she was diagnosed with breast cancer in March. Um, we love Gertie. I, I can't imagine how hard this is for her, for her husband, for her kids, for her ex- parents, everybody involved, her friends, uh, were wishing her, you know, strength and a speedy recovery. And um, I appreciate her even sharing it on Instagram because that's that's tough. And I, 
I feel like I tend to be private when it comes to these type of matters, but I commend Gertie for doing it because it seemed like she wanted to remind us that it is important to get checked out. If you were, if you read her post on social media, which we encourage you to go there, send her some love on social. She said that it, she found out she had breast cancer through um, a routine check, getting a mammogram. Um, so if you're 40, I think they changed that number. I think it was 50. They moved it. It was higher. They than recently that. They moved did. It. Like a yeah. few days ago, they, they announced that you should get checked over 40. And um, if you have um, like breast cancer that runs in your family, like honestly, like just get checked earlier. Yeah. You should get checked earlier. Um, yeah. So we're wishing, we're wishing Gertie the best. And um, we'll, get, we'll keep Absolutely. you guys updated on that as well. Um, if you're wondering why we did not cover Vanderpump Rules, we know the trailer dropped for the reunion. It's spicy. It's giving us everything that we've been waiting for since the scan of all news broke. But it was covered on Morally Corrupt that comes Thursday on Thursday. So you can go check out the ladies' thoughts about the reunion trailer. We already did ours before we press play. The only thing I will say, (laughs) record, I should say, I I put this in our group chat. At some point, James Kennedy has to win an award. At some point, it has to happen. Poo poo heads. (laughs) You're just a worm with a mustache. Like, who even comes? Like, he is what you want reality TV to be. (laughs) He's the perfect character. If you want to do a spinoff show, put Lala and James together. Because here's the thing, Lala is sober and is still giving it to us. So if anybody thought, oh, she's only like that because, you know, she's drinking or whatever. No, Lala is still giving. I would watch those two do anything. Yeah. Anything together. I'd love for them to end up together. Would you? I think it'd be too much. I think it would be too much. They would kill each other. It works in the friendship world. Maybe a little bit friends with They seem to really care about each other. Like when Tom started going at Lala and James like stuck his head in there, I was like, that's not true. That's not true. (laughs) I was just like, this is so cute. I love how good of friends they are. How many times have you watched the trailer? Oh God. At at least 17. (laughs) At least 17. Then I sent it to all my friends who are really into it. And then I called them to talk about it. (laughs) I spent at least three hours on the phone yesterday talking about Vanderpump. So good. I don't know where I was when you sent it. I'm like, how do these people's lives make me so happy? Like this season of Vanderpump and following all of this online, I literally, I'm listening to podcasts. I'm listening to Sheena's podcast, Lala's podcast. I listen to Howie Mandel's podcast. Like, uh, call Bravo or whatever, Andy's podcast or whatever. That's on serious. I've been watching those clips on TikTok. I can't get it fucking enough. I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know what we're going to do when it's over. (laughs) Everybody else. I don't want this to have anybody else. So no, 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 no. Um, anyways. Okay. We're going to move on because you know, we could go down a deep talking about Vanderpump Rules. But again, you can catch that on the Morally Corrupt show that comes on Thursdays with the ladies. All right, we're moving on to the recaps because we have a new show to cover. Summer House, Martha's Vineyard. Mm -hmm. Um, 
we heard about this not too long ago. And so I think we were both eager to see what this could be because we know that Black people love to go to Martha's Vineyard. This is a Mm -hmm. thing. There's a long history there. There actually was a fictional show. I can't think of the name of it. Um, Yaya from America's Next Top Model starred in it. And it was about Black families in Martha's Vineyard. This is actually a thing. So I I was very eager to see this. By the first episode, I wasn't episode moved. one did not give. I wasn't moved. It seemed staged, and I think what got me was the friend who's not did not work with them at the Playboy Bunny Club or whatever. She's the friend. She's a friend of Jasmine's from college. Um, uh, Mariah, Mariah. Mm-hmm. When Mariah was like. In her confessional, and she was like, girl, and she's referring to Jasmine, and she's like, you have not been coming down here every summer. This is only your second summer. And I'm like, don't tell us that. Don't say that. Because Jasmine alluded to that they come all the time. Well, yeah, she said it in front of everyone. She was like, you know, we do this every year. And Mariah was like, but, but I was also like, wait, you do this every year? You just told us you were homeless. Not too long ago. <laughs> Say it. See what so I'm like, what do you mean? I'm fine with them telling their backstories. I'm even fine with them saying that they haven't been. Like, because maybe it's like this. Because by the way, Martha's Vineyard is not cheap. It is definitely not like it is for, it is, okay. The stereotype of Black people that go to Martha's Vineyard is the uppity Black people, the rich Black people. Yes. It is not everyday Black people going to Martha's Vineyard. So I'm fine with them saying, we have not been here. This is our first time. And it being like an exciting thing. I think that's very relatable, especially for this age group of like, we've made enough money and now we get to come. And like, it's so important because of this history and blah, 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 blah. Fine with that. But Jasmine acting like it's a thing that she does with her family every year. And then 10 minutes later telling us that she lived in her car with Mariah and ate ramen noodles. I'm like, wait, what? You came to Martha's Vineyard every year, but also we're homeless. Like it just doesn't make sense. Just like be for real. But that wasn't what got me. The most riveting piece of anything that happened on this episode was the fucking dog. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> like, you guys have to bring more than this. I will say, I would be pissed if someone brought their dog and didn't tell me. Give me a call and say, hey, I need You're to right. bring my emotional support animal. Then we can, I can at least be like, okay, I told her she could bring it. Or I gave her heads up like, hey, there's too many people in the house, blah, 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 whatever. But to bring your dog on a friend's trip and not say anything and then get pissed when someone says like, you should have told me. No, you and Lassie got to go. <laughs> Bye. I agree. I actually enjoyed that drama. That was, that was actually really good. It was I the best say- part. <laughs> it was. I will also say on a positive note that I like the dynamic in, in the sense of how they're connected. Because if you watch Summer House, the original one in the Hamptons, mm-hmm. there were like three of them that were that came together because they would come every year. It was Kyle and the Workus Circus or whatever those twins were. And then every there were like, it seemed to be a little bit of randomness. I like that it's like, this is a frat brother. I worked with these girls yeah. for years in New York. Um, like they're not oh, all connected. My, 
but they each person has a connection somewhere. It's like yeah. a little like web. Yeah. Yeah. I I enjoy that. Um I didn't what else do you like enjoy? Well, I didn't like that immediately. I didn't like that and this is what I mean by I hope maybe they're just trying too hard. It's new. It's the first episode, but Jasmine was really trying to force conversation. Way. We get it. You're a screenwriter. You have a pilot for a show. You know how to produce. You know how to direct. But I don't need you to be producing this show. And I did appreciate her friend Jordan, Jordan saying, I would just like to have a normal conversation and you stop prompting mm-hmm. questions for us. Thank you, ja- mm-hmm. Jordan, is all of us. That, and if we're going to keep getting that from Jasmine, I'm going to get turned off. Just let I'm it turned off. happen. Let it I'm happen. Turned off. I'm turned off by Jasmine, but I agree with you. I think she's trying, especially because she's the friend that supposedly invited everybody. Like this is supposed to be her thing. Mm-hmm. She's going above and beyond to like create the show. And it's like, just be the show. That's what you're supposed to be. Like, don't sit down and be like, Hey, so who, who are you attracted to when you first walked in? I'm like, what? Also because she's married, I feel like she feels like I'm out of this, but I'm going to get all of them to do stuff. Yeah. It's just really strange. And that's why um, Bria... I also thought... Oh. Bria. Which one's Bria? The, with the dog. That's why she's like, I don't recognize this Jasmine. Again, alluding mm-hmm. to Jasmine is not being herself. Mm-hmm. Which Mariah said that. Bria said that. Jordan's annoyed. So I'm hoping it's the first episode. She's trying too hard. And maybe she'll relax as you know time goes on. I, um, I mean, I also think that if you're going to do something like, like, you know, summer house, cause that's essentially what it is. Um, at least half the people got to be single. Yeah. There's one girl that's single, right? And she is a, she's celibate. And she's that ain't, that ain't, that's not what I'm trying to see. But there's the one that's coming who seems to be yes. wild. Firecracker. Hurry up and get on there. The way. Hurry up and get there. Can't, I cannot wait for that. Um, that's why I think it will get better. Um, did you, were you not a little confused when Jordan was talking to the boys, like throwing football and she told them that she's celibate and she's like, you know, it's just so hard because like when I, you know, meet people or go on dates with people, I'm like, are you a fan? I was like, excuse me, are you famous? You did Playboy. I don't even know where you get Playboy. I don't think I've ever even like opened a Playboy. Maybe 30 years ago. Let me look up Jordan's. Um, I wasn't confused, but I'm laughing now. I think I just, it just went through one ear and out the other. She was basically telling them like, you know, I just never know people's intentions because, you know, I always think like, are you a fan? I want to be like, baby girl, nobody even knows that you were the black, third black playmate or whatever she said. I don't even know what it is. She's got, yeah, she said she was the fourth black playmate of the year maybe and the last one because we know that it's no longer it's no longer here so you were the very you were the 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 very end when it was going downhill you won congrats i i mean i would imagine there's a strong fan base for playboy so you know that what age range do you think that that fan base is 50 plus yeah i don't think that the 28 year old you're going on a date with is a fucking fan yeah, not a fan. They might be interested in you because you're a beautiful woman. I'm looking at her social so media. She's got 60,000. 60, Rachel. 
60,000. But, but I think she's also basing on that because what played into that for her is that Nick, one of the, one of Silas's friends, one of his, um, you know, he's not, he's not an alpha. I think he was a Kappa. Um, Nick came in and apparently he's DM'd her before. But that's probably because he's friends with Silas and Silas is married to Jasmine and Jasmine's always with Jordan. Like he probably just saw them all in a picture together and DM'd her, not because he had been following her Playboy journey. Also, I don't know. Maybe because they're going to be on a show together and stay in a house together. She, yeah, she didn't specify when he did it. How did you feel about Preston, the attorney, Silas's frat brother? He's gay. How did you feel about him saying with the black excellence comment? Oh God, I can't hear black excellence one more time. So you're like, Preston. Well, Preston said he doesn't believe. He's like, I hate when people say black excellence because he was like, my mom. But here was his definition. I think I get what you're saying about overused. Just like same thing about um, black girl magic got to a point to me that was overused. But he said, (laughs) I don't like when people use say black excellence because they make black excellence only one way. My mother, you know, worked multiple jobs. I'm paraphrasing what he said, but work was single, worked multiple jobs and, you know, put me and my provided for me and my brother. And I watched what she did. And that's black excellence to me. And I'm kind of like, well, black excellence also isn't a monolith. It's your definition to me, your definition of what you think a black person's doing that's excellent. So I was kind of like, uh, that complete that I agree with him. That's black excellence as well. No. I listen, what his mom did, I think is excellent. But when people use the term black excellence, that's not what they're talking about. And that's why I agree with him. Don't fucking use that because I feel like it's leaving out a ton of people. Like to me, when people are sitting at a table. They did this on... Remember that reality show that Issa Rae did on HBO? Yes, the uh, the, the something LA, life. The sweet life. The, sweet life, the sweet life, yeah. Um, they would be at a table and be like, Black excellence and da 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 They're talking about like, look at us, like so successful and have money and blah, 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 blah. That's what people... When you say Black excellence, that is what people think of. I agree Well, with I think you. if you have to say it about yourself, that's a problem as well. It's a problem, 100%. But I just don't think like you're, to Preston's point, you're excluding a ton of people that I would consider Black excellence, but that's not what the people are thinking when you say it. And so I'm like, what Preston's mom did is more excellent than, you know, sitting at a table in a mansion that you didn't pay for and be like, look at us, Black excellence. Look at us. I guess my, I have a broad view of it. So for me, I'm like, well, I would include exactly what your mom did as black excellence. That's powerful. Yeah. But I get like in a g- general sense, most people don't. I understand that. I get it. Yeah. I'm I saying like, it. especially on TV, if you hear that phrase, usually what they're talking about isn't a mom doing everything under the sun for their kids. They're talking about like someone who has succeeded Beyonce, black excellence, Jay-Z, black excellence. It's like, yeah, they are excellent. But like, I feel like that's like you're excluding that makes Other sense. excellence. That totally makes sense. Um, most of the time, it's used people are talking about themselves in a group. So that's the other issue for me. <laughs> no, for sure. It's for sure. Um, last thing, 
the way it ended with Silas, which we know Jasmine and Silas are the ones that brought this group together. Silas basically says he's worried about his new wife, Jasmine, hanging out with Jordan because she's the top, well, Alex jokes that she's the toxic party friend. Um, which Silas pretty much agrees because he says every time when he was dating Jasmine or even engaged that when she was out really late, it was always Jordan that she was with. And this is not a good look for Silas. I mean, immediately it's, and I felt, I get it. Maybe she did it behind closed doors. You don't really want to call out your husband in front of a group. That makes sense. It did not seem like she disagreed. I don't think she could say anything in that moment. Like, I don't, I probably would call my I husband out in front of a group. I would. <laughs> You're going to talk shit about my best friend in the group? Then I'm going to have would. to tell you, you need to shut the fuck up in front of the group. I probably would. I'm trying to be nice. Like, you're calling my, one of my best friends the toxic friend. Also, on top of that, like, I think especially you and I can agree with, like, we're at the same stage in life. Like... I would never fucking call one of my single friends the toxic friend. Like, I know. They're already, like, at, at, at our age anyways, or at least for me, like, my friends, they want to be in relationships. They just haven't found the right person. And, mo- mm-hmm. and for, in my opinion, most of them have really strong careers, which seems to be a hard thing to find a guy when you have a really good career. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like, for him to be like, oh, you, she's a toxic friend, I'd be like, what? No. She doesn't, she's not married. She doesn't have kids. What do you want her to do? You want her to stay right. home all night by herself? Like, get out of here. She can go out. <laughs> she's single. Why can't she go out? What's wrong with going out? Right. And by the way, you married me, right? <laughs> I came home every night when I was with her. It's not like we were staying over some guy's house. So what, who cares that I was out with her? She got this me is, home. It's going to be a bigger issue. And they allude to it. In the previews. But here's my last question. In some on Summer House Hamptons, we see them leave every weekend. I'm assuming they're not doing that for Martha's Vineyard. I'm assuming that too. That's not really how it works. Because it's so okay. difficult to get there. And yeah, you just stay the Hamptons, there. Yeah, the Hamptons, it's a thing to go to the Hamptons every weekend if you live in New York. Mm-hmm. Martha's Vineyard, you you like go for the summer. Right. Right. So I assume they're gonna be there every day. So I agree with you. I think it is gonna be an issue. I also think that, like, if you married me going out with my friends, I should still be able to go out if I'm married. Do you trust me? Do it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> what? Do I, like, you, I'm time. like, you married this version of me. So you think I'm supposed to be a completely different version of myself now that I'm married? Like, sure, I don't need to go out five nights a week like I did before. Yeah. But if I want to go out two nights a week, I'm going to go out two nights a week. And you should trust me and you should know that my friends have my best interests. Like, right. And I'm not, yeah, on not one hand, good. on one hand, he would be like, Jordan's all, I, I love that friendship. Jordan's always been a really good friend to her. Remember he was saying all that. He was like, Jordan's really, I love the friendship between the two of them. That but, this is what I mean about it feeling staged. There was no reason for him to say that at the table. It like came out of left uh, field. Nowhere, Jasmine nowhere. and Silas are doing too much. Mm. It's giving mm. work is circus, which I did not like them on the first two seasons of the original Summer House. I will. I don't know if Silas, I don't know if he is in on it. He seems like he's not comfortable in front of cameras. 
He seems very stiff. That's true. Very <laughs> stiff. So I could see him doing being like in his mind being like, I just want to get this out here because I don't want no violence happen this summer. Or a producer told him to say it and he yeah, just put it something. But I don't think that he's like Jasmine is fully like, hey guys, let's go around and do something crazy. Like it's just like way too much of her producing it all. Um but I'm yeah, also nervous for Amir. <laughs> it's just I'm just nervous for Amir. I got dip. He calls dibs on Jordan super quick. He's just like, doesn't have the the charm or the finesse, it seems like. But then he By gave his backstory and he hasn't really been around Black people in this way. So mm-hmm. I'm just a little nervous for Amir of what this summer is um, going to be for him. I like his honesty. Um, I Him calling dibs on her and the other guys just being like, mm, yeah, we're still like, we both, <laughs> we, we're, we're both going to try too. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, Ugh. but I also liked when, when Jordan said she was celibate. He was like, celibate? <laughs> he was like, nah, I can't bro. do that. Yeah, he was like, nah. <laughs> the other guy was like, that's so beautiful. And like her commitment and blah, 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 blah. And then it like cuts to a man. He was like, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Hey, um, but okay, I am excited for a wild girl to come on in. I am too. I there's another guy coming in who I guess was the roommate of Jasmine. I worked with him before. Oh, oh, um, that's the one you said you knew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh he's an actor. I don't know if he still lives out here or not, but I worked on something with him before. So he's coming too. So we know we're gonna get a couple of more friends coming in. So it should be interesting, should be exciting. We know that Bria's German boyfriend's coming in at, at one point too. So, um, yeah, more to come. We'll be covering here on Morally Corrupt. All right, moving on to Jersey. Not a bad episode. Uh, yeah, but I it was think a it was filler bad. episode. I think what annoyed me the most is that I thought we were going to get more and I was upset at how it ended because I was like, oh, you really took us all the way to the edge mm-hmm. and didn't give us... I was shocked because even when I was recording it, it said an hour and a half. And I know it does that sometimes because it does watch what happens live. But I just figured, oh no, they've been, all the previews were showing what happened at that party. So I thought we were getting that in this episode. So I was very, I was, I was a little annoyed by that. Um, I was also annoyed at how it started off. So from beginning to end, I guess I was annoyed. I could have done without seeing Jen Fessler's mom and aunt. I'm sorry. I don't know if that sounds rude, but didn't need to see it. Twins aren't, um, it's not like it's uh, shocking to see twins. (laughs) Great. They're 80 years old. They seem to be in good health. That's beautiful. They dress alike. Um, But Jen's not even a main cast member. Why why, Why are we meeting Jen's mom and aunt? There was nothing amazing about seeing identical twins. And I was and we spent a good amount of time with them and Margaret's mom. I just could have done without it. Yeah, I think we all cut could. That. I think we could have cut that out and got and 15 minutes into the next episode. Thank um, you. Thank I you. did not need to see it. And by the way, Jen Fessler, I like her a lot on we this do. show. I want her to stay. I don't need to see her twin mom and aunt and uh margaret's mom just i didn't need that scene yeah also in general 
Margaret hasn't been my favorite this year. So I was really like, okay, okay, okay. Margaret has been on the defense most of this year. And the fact that a rumor that allegedly came from her seems to be the center of the drama this season, I'm shocked that we haven't received more from Margaret. Yeah. She's kind of been background. And then, you know, if somebody says something that involves her, she jumps in. But she doesn't have a storyline, really. She does, but we're not tapping into it. We're not, like, we need Laura. Yeah, she doesn't really have a storyline. She's just reacting to what other people are doing. I know well, it her storyline is but, that she told it. She's the one who told yeah. Laura. But we right. haven't got, I can't believe this rumor has, we're on 14, 14 episodes. I can't believe in episode 14, Melissa still doesn't know that this rumor's out there. We've been talking about it since episode one. And now we're all not going to get it to the finale. That's annoying to me. That's annoying. Melissa should have known, but we could have, we could have spit episode after episode because it involves more than Melissa and Teresa and Jen. Too many people know about the rumor. It came from Margaret, allegedly. It involves everybody except for Jen Fessler, Rachel, and Rachel. Because Danielle knows about it at this point. Yeah. Whatever. I, um, I, I don't know. That, anyways, that scene was boring. Boring. Um, a scene I did like, I liked the sit down with Dolores and Frank's family. Oh, I loved it. I really love Dolores and Polly. And I'm so glad that, that Frank and Polly could bury the hatchet. I love that the kids were there. I love that we got more insight that their kids have met Polly's kids. And they mm-hmm. really seem to be this beautiful family, even the, the dumb girlfriend. Oh, yeah, it was great. All, all of it, <laughs> all of it was good. They seem really happy. They seem like they all love each other. I am hopeful that this reunion, if Polly and Frank are on it, that they're like on good terms. I did see on TikTok, you know how they do those like post um, episode interviews with all the Jersey Housewives? Mm-hmm. They did it with Beverly Hills too. For some reason, they don't do it with every season, but they do it with Beverly Hills. They do it with, with Jersey. Um, I saw Margaret in an interview saying that, uh, as far as I know, Polly's still married. Margaret said that? Mm-hmm. See? Arsenal. Yeah, I, <laughs> by the way, she can't just keep doing this and then be like, what Arsenal? Like, bro, you're the one that has everyone's fucking secrets every year. Mm. Rachel Fuda, I... This is, it's, it's very heartfelt and it's beautiful that she's trying to adopt her stepson, but boring. And, but something that's not boring. Danielle was on Watch What Happens Live and she said, so she was, it was like a Margaret versus Rachel, like who has better style, who is a better friend, who's more loyal, all these questions, right? So Danielle was doing this, this or that with Margaret mm-hmm. and Rachel Fuda. And it said something like, the question was, who have you heard more rumors about? And she goes, that's a toss-up. And she said it was a tie, which I'm like, well, spill the tea. Because we we obviously know that that's not shocking for Margaret. No. But what's going down with Rachel? What are we hearing? So I'm like, ooh. And it didn't seem messy. And she alluded to she, there was a question of like, who do you, whose relationship has a future or like who do you see growing your relationship with or something like that and she didn't want to answer she goes now 
before the reunion or after the reunion? And then Andy goes, don't answer that. I want people to watch the reunion. So either she makes up with Rachel or Margaret at the reunion. Something comes out. So Mm. I'm curious to see good tease for the reunion. (laughs) But I'm like, cool Um, off Rachel. (laughs) Um... Uh, I don't, I mean, yeah, she's not my favorite. I I don't know if it's just being like emotional or not, but I liked the scene and I liked having the son in the scene. Like he absolutely loves her and wants her to be his mom. And I just liked seeing that side of it because like, if, if we didn't see that side of it, you could have just thought like, oh, she's doing this to like look good or this is all about her. But the way that she spoke to the son who I think is like, no 16 it's like 15 or 16 yeah 16 yeah um and was just like i i don't know i just loved how she handled all of it and you could see how much he was like i've wanted this for a while like this isn't even like i want it like he's like i've wanted it and i was just like that is i just you know it's really sweet that she and then even her talking about her miscarriage and all that i really liked that whole scene it was a lot it was a lot of time i don't know if we needed 10 minutes of it but I wasn't bored. I was bored with the twins. The twins. Yeah. I, it was beautiful. I was bored because I think, you know what it was? Maybe I shouldn't say bored. I was a little uncomfortable. We had already seen them talk about the adoption and mm-hmm. I love what she's doing. And it, and and like, I've never questioned it being for her. It's, it's so sincere. And I just love that you know, at 23, she came in and yeah, really stepped in and just has so much love for him. And I and I kept thinking too for her husband, John, I'm sure he's just over the moon. 100%. That, you know, this woman has loves his son so deeply. But I guess I get uncomfortable when the kid gets there. It's all I kept imagining was there's these two cameras. to three cameras watching it and he seemed he seems sincere he obviously loves Rachel but he also seems a little uncomfortable yeah no I totally hear what you're saying I don't know if he like from watching it his uncomfortableness I don't even know if that's a word but his uncomfort there you go his uncomfort mm-hmm. um <laughs> felt like it was more so like this is like a really touchy subject and he like he even like perked up when she he was like she could block that even though you have full custody like you could see he got a little worried about it um, yeah so I don't think he cares much about, I'm not saying he doesn't care about his mom, but I don't think he cares about talking about his mom. I think the whole thing is just like, un, that, that conversation is an uncomfortable conversation. Okay. Um, okay. I, I thought he seemed super like appreciative and happy that she wants to adopt him. Like I thought it made him felt good. Feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, can't talk. Um, it was sweet. Now, what wasn't sweet, and I got to tell you something else is really starting to make me uncomfortable, and I really don't want to hear about it. We talk we talk a lot about how Joe and Melissa have nothing else to talk about but Teresa and Louie. As I was watching Teresa and Louie have this conversation in their house about Joe and Melissa, I think what's frustrating to me is I am not understanding anymore. It's not making sense. I don't understand why Louis is exploding all of a sudden. I don't understand how we literally watched you a few episodes sitting down with Melissa trying to make amends. It couldn't be that they just have aren't coming to the rehearsal dinner. I there's so many holes and gaps in Teresa and Louis' story and Melissa and Joe's that it's become so complicated and so dirty 
that I don't want to hear about it anymore. I don't want to talk about it anymore. And I don't want to watch it anymore. I, I, I Let's let it come to a head with the rumor because that's something different. But then enough, enough. I am sick of it. We have, we have been doing this for what, 10 years? <gasps> 10 years. <Yeah. laughs> There's a, um, a podcast that is like, I'm, I think it's called I'm Sick of It or something. And it's really funny. I'll have to send it to you. But I'm also sick of it. I was watching this like, wait, what did we miss? Louis is losing his shit this episode. <laughs> we had to have missed something. The text messages, I agree with Teresa and Louis. The text messages, because they've also been released online. From what we can read, <laughs> it does not seem like, like I would be pissed off at Joe and Melissa based off the text messages. I get it. Um, but I'm like, wait, him, when he was like, I'd rather talk to a rat or something. I can't oh, remember. A rat, a, in rat? The, a rat in the street. Oh, oh the, a rat in the street, which also I'm like, is that a saying? I don't think so. No, um, he also said <laughs> I would give him a cup of water. I was like, calm down. <laughs> like, yeah, it was just yeah. weird. <laughs> it was so weird. And I feel like we missed something. And even based off the text messages, like the, Joe and Melissa being strangely upset, it seemed like via text message. I'm like, what did we miss? Because Louis is on fire and him on fire is not scary, but it's very crazy to watch. He seems unhinged. unhinged. <laughs> yes. When he is not happy, he's unhinged. Like there's there's no like middle ground with Louis. It's that he's like either super super positive and happy and like I don't know, like like I feel like he's like a Rusa person, like calm down. You don't want to allegedly blah, 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 blah. allegedly. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm saying you either get that or you get crackhead Louis. This is Louis. This is Louis, I'm convinced. I mean, oh, I and, think and, both are him. I think he's like, it's one or the other. But I, I don't know. It, yeah. I think, I think what you're adds that, to it. Mm -hmm. I was saying, I think you're saying that he is both, but the real Louis is unhinged Louis. I think that's so. That's what you think. Yeah. I think so. There's a burning fire within him. And that's what he looks like. When he becomes unhinged, it's tough to mm -hmm. watch. He's not even red. It's like a rusty red that he becomes. <laughs> I mean, Reddish his skin changes pink. colors. He becomes veiny and tight. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's like a pimple ready to pop. There's just, it's tough to watch. Even Teresa, I feel like, is like, whoa. <laughs> no, she's like, relax. She's like, relax, babe. Relax, babe. Relax, babe. <laughs> it's yeah. just, and because... I'm too logical for this because I can't understand what really is the issue. It's again, we've gone too deep. We've gone too far that there's just too much missing. So I don't want to hear from Teresa and Joe, and I don't want to hear from Louis enough with all of it. Let's just cut it, which it will be after the wedding. And I'm very curious to see how they move to the next season because they both can't exist. Mm -hmm. So uh, unless there is a totally new storyline, God forbid, I wouldn't want to see this, but like there's Joe and Melissa separate or something, or, you know, it, it, it would have to be completely new drama, but it can't be this drama. 
We no, can't see it anymore. I am exhausted. I don't want, it's not interesting. It's just difficult at this point. It, I yeah. am done. It's but I'm much. not done. I'm not done with Danielle telling Melissa the rumor and Melissa. And Melissa oh, no. That's new but, drama. That's fact, new. I'm not done with anything if Danielle's involved. That's what I'm down for. I'm like, that's, it's not the fight. It's not that. Let's bring it back. Where's Kim D? Bring back oh, Kim no, D. No, 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 no. You no, want to no. stir up the pot. You want to be, I didn't say Danielle. I said Kim D. Going back and watching episodes with Kim D, it's wild. It's nuts. <laughs> Apparently, Andy so Cohen had some sort of like appearance or something in Jersey this past weekend, and Kim D showed up and was in line and was taking pictures with people. Like she stood in line to meet Andy. <laughs> Why do you know this, Callie? <laughs> TikTok, I'm a- my algorithm, my algorithm <laughs> is pushing me this type of content. I'm going to start calling you CMZ because <laughs> you are so quick with the information. With like, I get my Bravo updates from you. Thank God. But CMZ, <laughs> CMZ, let's start a segment on this podcast because it, it doesn't even fit in news. You always come with some additional news of the week. So I am asking for a CMZ segment where Callie tells all that she has gathered from TikTok or Instagram or Twitter, whatever it may be. Can't wait. New segment alert. Um, okay, I'm down for it. that. That's it for Jersey. I uh, The next episode's going to be a doozy. I hope it's an hour and a half. It all goes down at Dolores and Polly's Irish party. Um, it looks, looks like Melissa, Melissa and Teresa go at it. It looks like Joe and Louie go at it. Danielle and Margaret go at it. This is a moment. And if this is what we've all been waiting for, I guess I'm not upset. No, I'm ready for it. And then after that, we have the reunion. Like it's just, we have, we have between Vanderpump, even though we don't talk about that, but we might have to after the reunion, after the finale next week, between Vanderpump and Real Housewives in New Jersey, the next three weeks will be four weeks, hopefully. Actually, hopefully seven weeks. I want a six part reunion for Vanderpump, for, for Vanderpump. But hopefully the next couple of weeks, we have some great content between the Thursday Morally Corrupt and the Friday Morally Corrupt shows to cover. Absolutely. Adios. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. All right, and coming in for a new season of Real Housewives of Atlanta, Chelsea Stark-Jones is back with us to talk about Atlanta. Hi, Chelsea. Hi. I feel like I have to do my pageant wave. How's it going, Rachel? (laughs) I love it. I love it. I'm good. I'm good. Am I excited to talk about Atlanta? Yes, but I'm scared. (laughs) Can I tell you why? Oh, I think we are this. I think we're the same reason because it was a great premiere 
And I just feel like nothing else is going to come out of it this season. And that's, we are on the same page. Let's get into it. We normally for Atlanta, we hear rumors of what happened. They're they're more than any other show. They seem to be in the blogs. They are in bed with the bloggers. They love Jasmine Brand too, by the way. They're always doing interviews and everything. We haven't seen that this season. The one thing we kept seeing over and over again was Candy saying, I will headbutt. Maybe she says that bitch. I'm not sure. But she's she's talking, I will headbutt. And so it's like, oh, Candy. Imagine my surprise when we saw that in the first episode. Chelsea. Yeah, it was disappointing. I was like, we're going to have an activated candy all season long. And I'm waiting for this point for her to want to headbutt this bitch. And for it to happen 35 minutes into the episode, I was like, okay, this this is the peak of the season. So now my bar is back. It's low again. It's low. And the other drama that we knew is that we knew Sheree had a new man and we knew that the women were suspicious of him, that he was allegedly dating other women, maybe someone in Atlanta. And that too came out in this episode. I mean, we do know that we are leading up to Drew and Ralph's divorce, separation. But that was after the cameras went down as Candy has already revealed. So... We they had to come back for that. So what happens in between all of that? I don't know. And yeah, and to have another season of Drew and Ralph not being a good couple, like similar to what's going on in Jersey, it's old drama, and mm-hmm. I want new drama. Like where's the new drama? I did exactly. enjoy. I did enjoy the fighting. I did enjoy Marlo being like a nosy, nosy one, kind of peeking over her shoulder. But outside of that, and and I'm hoping there's more stuff with Martel because I just Googled him before we recorded. I jumped on here and he is a messy, messy man. So I am hoping more comes out about Mr. Martel. And as far as I know, they're still together. So I don't know. Sheree knows how to pick him. If one thing we can depend on with Sheree, she going to pick a busted, problematic man. Like one, one, the other, or both. I also have to say, I was really disappointed because I was supposed to be at this birthday party. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I was watching. I was like, I wonder if this is the party that Rachel was going to go to. What happened? I went to my friend's bachelorette party. Oh, Rach. And I have to go. I'm a loyal friend, but man, had I known this was going to be the season opener, because I'm friends with Sonya and Ross. So I was like, man, I'm so disappointed I'm not at this party. I need to text Sonya that. Should have come to the party. Should have come yeah. to the party. Ugh. It was it good. Been- and 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 kudos to Sonya for taking her season one L. And turning it into a win with with upgrading that party because but a hundred thousand dollars yeah I know I was a little bit shook but you know you only turned forty once I guess I guess <laughs> I didn't like I was like not even close to spending that on my wedding like not even close that's just a lot of money again this goes back to the Croy and I'm not saying this is signing a Ross like Ross was a first round draft pick. Sonya's an Olympian, like they're good. But Croy and Kim, it's like this pressure to keep up with the Joneses. Sonya was perfectly fine throwing that party 
the first year, was it for Drew? I can't remember. Throwing that birthday party, she was totally fine with it. And in real life, she'd be fine with it. But because of the pressures of the show and the women and social media, she threw a six-figure party, which was great. But this is, this is what, so when people ask me, Rachel, will you join the housewives? This is a prime example of I will never. Yeah. I'm not about to go like spending all my money to impress y'all. I don't know y'all. I mean, I thought I thought a forty thousand dollar budget would have would have been nice. A thousand per year of his life. Like that that was fair. Oh, that's nice. But, <laughs> but yeah, that's she nice. exceeded it. She exceeded it. And um and it looked like a fun party. It I hope she great, was lying. A great premiere party. I mean, she did, it seems like, have some, you know, hookups. The cousin was a planner. Um Oh, Yolanda. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that, you know, helped with cutting corners, but I don't know. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. Let me tell you what else was a lot. So I think this, I don't remember how the episode starts off. I think it does start off with um, uh, Sheree, which I will always, I will say this and you're going to get sick of me saying this all season. I will never understand. I know you're not supposed to count people's money, but I will never understand how Sheree lives in that house and where her money is coming from. It's not just the land. It's not just the house. It's the way that house is furnished, the detail inside. It's, and it's just for her. It's insane. Um, yes, I, I'm with you on that. Because her ex-husband was a former football player as well. or Yeah, athlete. but she said he but wasn't he giving was, her child support. Bob Whitfield. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know. I, I don't know either. Her, and there was that hole in the ground. For it. Yeah. No, there was that hole in the ground for a year. I mean, it took her 14 years to come back with a clothing line and a house. I don't know. A lot can happen in 14 years, but man. Um, That's something they should come f- at her for. Let, let's figure that out. I think Candy out. did. She tried, but they, they need to try a little harder because I need answers. Yeah. Somebody tried to tell me, they were like, well, you know Sheree's a trainer. And? Like a personal <laughs> trainer? Is she a, is she making millions off of being <laughs> a trainer? Sheree looks great, but that ain't that is not how she got that house. Can we see her train somebody? Like I didn't know that. <laughs> and that's a segue into what my beef was when with with Sheree at the beginning of this episode. Uh-huh. Sheree is working out. It is my biggest pet peeve to see people working out with a full beat because oh. we know you're not. We know you're not. Or with their hair down their back. We know yes. you're not working out. So then she has Martel come over and he's coming from some photo shoot. And she's like, go change. We're going to work out. And she's like, oh, I already started working out. But you have a full B. You have not. Then he changes, not into workout clothes, but they're supposed to be working out. She's like, yeah, 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 we're going to work out. And then they pour themselves a glass of wine. So I'm like, what's happening here? Then the chef comes and they eat a meal. What? What was this whole scene? It bothered me so much. Well, I wonder if the working out that she was alluding to had to do with the bedroom and not necessarily no. the gym. But the I agree. The full face of makeup, the hair, all of that, the light, the light. Like when she was with uh, Sonia later on in the episode, they were kind of working out. Sonia but was I, working out. Sonia, yeah. But I don't, I, I'm with you. I can't do it. It's not, it's not relatable. I want to see your headscarf. I want to see you put the edges down. I want to see no makeup. Like, 
Come we're on. supposed to be represented, represented the, the right way. Come on. Yeah. Like just if you want to wear workout clothes at a full beat, just say, oh, I'm just comfortable lounging around the house. Not that you had a full workout. Speaking of Sonia and um, and Sheree working out, they were working out and the new friend comes. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <sighs> when will we learn to stop trying so hard when we're the new kid on the block. I, I don't think they will learn, Rachel. You know, I will feel like, I will say, and I'm not just saying this because she's a friend. I didn't think Sonia tried too hard when she came on. No, no, she was herself. But it's always the friend of. Well, I think it's the friend of's because they're trying to be the peach holder. So they're trying a little extra hard so that they could get the full time type thing. Because I wonder if that's what producers tell them. Like, we're just going to try it out, see how things are. And then they're like, okay, let me like lay it thick. So I get that call back so that I get to be a peach holder or whatever. Because I didn't... Because... How does Sheree invite her over? Like, I'm going to be working out with my friend Sonia, show up with full thigh-high boots and short shorts and a, and a kimono. Like, what <laughs> What was that conversation like? And I love the yeah. protein shakes and champagne. That, that goes together real well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Courtney came in to, like, I heard Candy's been talking about me. Girl, Girl, Candy probably said, I hear we have a new girl named Courtney and who wouldn't look up this girl that's supposed to be new coming on a show that I've been on for double digit seasons at this point. I'm sure that happened. But like, Courtney, be real, not delusional at this point. Candy is not concerned about you. And the fact that all this went down the first episode, it's like... I don't want to be corny anymore. I'm not. It's too much too soon. I don't either. It was a lot. And her, especially when it was, because I felt like her story changed or maybe I just understood it differently once it got to the party. But who cares if Candy asked about you or said that you guys weren't really friends or whatever. And also Candy doesn't have time to be digging up information about you. Like that's just not, I don't even think that's, ever been Candy's MO. She's not someone looking about looking around for information about anybody. So why is she going to look around for you? I was so confused by this like nothing burger of drama. Yes. And it, it did feel like it was more so maybe something Sheree planted with her. I don't know, because Sheree's upset about the spoof videos, which I find to be oh, hilarious yeah. that Candy was doing. <laughs> and I just like, have a sense of humor. Like, it's something you said. Brad Growski does it for the Beverly Hills women. Like, have fun with it. I don't know. Yes. It was, it was, it was all so stupid and petty and just like trying, like reaching, reaching. It was. At the end of the episode, I wanted to headbutt Courtney. And I will say that Sheree, in addition to having a busted, problematic man, is consistently bringing a problematic friend as well. She oh, yeah. gave us a problematic friend last year. She sure as well. did. She so sure did. It's almost as if she brings minions to do dirty work because she, as you pointed out, is really upset about something else. She and Candy got into it at the reunion. Now they got their, it's carried into this season. So I'm not the bad guy as Sheree. I'm going to bring in my new friend who's going to do my dirty work. And they're dumb enough to fall for it. You'll never get a peach this way. You can't come at, can't come in at Candy as a newbie unless you're going to come in after Candy and you're, Nini 
it is not going to work for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was um, seeing Candy, though, get that way is I, I just I wish I wish it was a build. I really do, because it, she's kind of even keeled. We're getting the same thing again with the work life balance stuff at home and whatnot. And I just I want to see her like want to headbutt somebody consistently throughout the season and her <laughs> her like why are you jerking at me and stuff like that I was like yes candy and Todd watching in the background ready to jump in whenever he needed to I, I love was like it. this is this is everything I needed and it, and and it and it was it was a good premiere but I also will say like it started off with the tease of the party and it ended with the party and some of the middle stuff like I know it's the premiere it's a lot of playing catch up and all that stuff but a lot of the middle also kind of was boring to me. It, it was. It was. Um, at least I will appreciate we they didn't save the headbutt line in that moment for the next episode. I appreciated getting it in this episode. And maybe they too knew that the middle part was boring. Um, you mentioned Kenny and Todd and Kenny, you know, <laughs> talking about her like family issues. I don't know why, but this one really got me. When she started crying, and talking about how, you know, you know, the pressures of being a woman who, you know, she didn't say it this way, but the breadwinner and just the pressure of, you know, she's trying to do to make every single person happy. And then when she's like, Todd makes her feel a certain way because she's this almost like to bring her down in a way. I don't know why I was like, I, I thought that that was the more revealing than we've seen before. It's one thing where it's like, oh, I work too much. But for her to kind of say, Todd makes me feel bad. And he's, you know, I thought that's a a really deep-rooted issue. And the fact that she was crying about it and brought it to her friends shows that it's like she couldn't even keep it to herself. She had to tell somebody, which means behind closed doors. It's really, really a problem. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Because... in past seasons, it's more so like being there for the kids and and whatnot. And and this was a different wrinkle in the in it where it seems like Todd is needing support from her or feels like she's not being supportive of him and his endeavors. And and she's trying. Uh, she feels as if she's trying. Um, and it, it doesn't seem to be enough for him. And yeah, I did. I did like that moment where it was it was Kenya and Monietta. And they were all having a kiki about about Sheree and her man. And then it they were able to have like a serious conversation because that's how true girlfriends talk and how yeah. things really work. So that was that was sweet. And and for them to give her advice, for Mignetta to be there for her and stuff like that. I, I that was that was a good moment. And that is a different, a different, I guess, view of their relationship that we haven't really seen much of that conflict. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I was like, huh, this is, uh, this is, we're seeing this in a different way. Now, what wasn't different is the Ralph and Drew dynamic. (laughs) (laughs) We know where this is all leading. We know all roads lead to a separation, even though we haven't heard anything. It's not, if it's messy, we're not hearing about it being messy. Yeah. I haven't heard anything either since they rushed to file for divorce at the same right. time. <laughs> at the same time, which yeah. is messy. Um, yeah. And I'm sure we'll hear more as, as things, especially as they're filming the reunion and stuff. But we know that Drew and Sonia don't have the best track record. 
we know that Ross and Ralph really seems to like each other, really seem to like each other. And I'm going to go ahead and say, I think Ralph really likes Ross. I think it's more (laughs) Ralph really wants to be Ross's friend. Not that they've told me that. That's just the feeling that I get. So it wasn't, I guess it was a little shocking that Drew didn't come to the party because it was a big party. Everyone was was there filming and it's never stopped her before for coming to something, from coming to something, even though she's not on the best terms with Sonia. But Ralph says she's not there. First, he says she's sick. Then he says she had a family emergency. Did I get that right? Didn't he give two excuses? So he said that I understood that he said she was, there was a family emergency going on. And then in his confessional, he said that her father was sick and that he, that she is really close or it's been like an ongoing thing or something like that. And so I didn't hear anything about her not being well. I heard it being like a family emergency that she had to, that just happened, that she had to be there for. But Ross, uh, but Ralph had to be there for his boy, Ross. That he just met. Yes. Not, like, not his wife she've known or him a year. his extended family through marriage, but for his boy, Ross. Um, priorities... I don't know. It's not, that's not something I'd be okay with. (laughs) No, I was just about to say, you are an engaged woman. I'm a married woman. I'll be damned if Brian, I'm dealing with emotional, a family emergency, father sick, whatever it may be. It's an emergency keyword. And you going to go out in good time without me? I'm going to watch you, assuming she's still at home, watch you get dressed and go to a party that I can't go to because somebody is suffering. Because I'm in distress. Mm-mm. Ralph is diabolical. I told y'all about Ralph's before. <laughs> you can't trust a Ralph. You can't. I was up here last year, talk last season, saying how, how much I like his stepfather and all this stuff. Now I'm, I'm, I'm turning a new, turning away. Can't do it. I'm on that train, Rachel. Can't trust a Ralph. Can't trust I- him. Can't. And everybody's looking around the party like, Ralph, what did you, didn't you say emergency? And you just hear Kikan, not a care. You don't care. The, it's, you know what's giving? It's giving Tom, Tom Sandoval, Sandoval <laughs> finding out that Ariana's mother died, but can't catch a ride to get back to her. That's yeah. what this is. That's what's given. He's wow. he's a menace. He is a menace. A and menace. I I I I do I look forward, I don't know, not look forward, but I do think it'll be interesting to see how their relationship oh, yeah. continues to spiral and and even what the fallout was. I was surprised that we didn't even see Drew at all in the premiere. Like not even a flash back that she shot something earlier or Mm-mm. anything. Like she she shot nothing with the women in the first couple weeks of production or days of production that they could have sprinkled in there as a full-time cast member to get completely axed from episode one is a little bit weird. It It's either there really is a family emergency and she can't film or she and Ralph are that bad where, you know, she's just like, I don't want the camera. So I'm, I'm thinking there really is an emergency, which just still makes the situation so much worse. Oh, yeah. Oh, this man. I love that you said he's a menace. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, well, it looks seems like episode two is going to pick up right in the thick of the drama, which is great. Uh, so we at least know we're going to start off on a high because we see Sheree, uh, sh- we see Kenya 
and Manietta pulls Sheree mm-hmm. over to talk about things that they've heard, and then they bring Martel over. I hate the fact that Kenya doesn't have the DM anymore. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you what you thought about the DM. It just adds fuel to the fire of like Sheree being like, y'all are just messing with me. Like y'all are just trying to find something wrong. People can delete their DMs though. And I believe Kenya, I believe he did come at her. But as I think I saw her say on Watch What Happens Live, it wasn't like a, he kept coming at her. She just said he was seeing if the door was open. But I also don't think that that's that big of a deal. You're an attractive woman. Assuming he signal, he tried. Okay, it happens. Um, but we do see that that conversation happening or about to happen where they're calling Martel over to talk about it. And the previews show that that conversation as, you know... Escalates. Can I, I literally cannot talk. Escalates. <laughs> in, a, in a way that I feel like as viewers, we will enjoy. Yes. Um, and then yes. we still have the, the candy... Courtney's situation as well. So, you know, does Candy headbutt her? Does she attempt to? I don't know, but we will be watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm looking forward to the Kenya of it all and and Martel and her calling him out for his filthy mess that he has um, back in Alabama going on. But yeah, and, <laughs> and, 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 you know, I will say too, I'm also interested in the Sonia's, her family dynamic as well. The sister the brother-in-law, the mother, that seems like a recipe for conflict. <laughs> you know, it's hard for it's hard for me to watch people I know on television. Oh, and I'm when sure. I tell y'all I know them, like we go back to age 18. So, you know, Sherry put the first weave in my head. I'm talking like I was getting my hair washed in a sink at the house. And then she, you know, she got a shop. She's an entrepreneur. So I went to college with them. I like rolled. I It's deep. So, I mean, they were living together, though, last season. But I guess it's coming to a head this season. So to see, you know, Sherry having that conversation, the uncomfortable conversation, it's like tough for me. I'm like, oh no, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see them have this out on, yeah. on on the show. I hope that's it. I hope we don't see anything else. I love that family. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was an awkward it was an awkward conversation, but it's, it was. Uh, <laughs> I think I, I'm sure it'll all come out roses. But it was. I'm I'm interested to see how that dynamic unfolds too. For sure. All right. Well, more to come. We gave you guys a jam packed episode. You had news of the week. We created a new segment, CMZ. Stay tuned for that. We have Real Housewives of Atlanta, Real Housewives of New Jersey, New Jersey, and a whole new franchise with Martha's Vine- or Summer House, Martha's Vineyard. So you guys, we're happy to be back. We had to come correct. We took two weeks off, but we gave you so much. We hope you guys enjoy this episode. Have a beautiful weekend, and we will see you again next Friday. Bye. 